You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hello and welcome to The Way Out Podcast. Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you as always for another episode today and it's episode number 70 and as always appreciate having you here and hopefully I can help you on that pathway to financial freedom. And on that subject today, I want to talk a bit more of the financial side of things, looking at the markets at the moment and in particular inflation. What is going on with inflation? What is inflation? How is it calculated? Understanding inflation, if you don't quite understand it. But more to the point, what can we do today to inflation-proof our life? What can we do to make sure that if inflation does continue to rise, and even if it falls, how can we make sure that we are protected against it, hedging our bets, essentially? So jumping into things, what is inflation? Well, essentially, inflation is the increase, generally increasing cost of goods of services associated with the declining power of our currency. And that's really the big thing, that as the cost of producing something goes up or the cost of purchasing something goes up, that $100 in your pocket today isn't going to be as valuable as far as its buying power in a couple of years. So if you have $100 today and you just kind of put it under the mattress or you put it in the bank and it's sort of ticking away, in five to 10 years when you bring that money out, it's not gonna be as valuable in what it can purchase. Now, yes, it might've gone up in interest and you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but the reality is you hear it all the time. People say, oh man, if you'd bought property 50 years ago, you know, that property was bought for $27,000 50 years ago, and now it's selling for $2 million. And there's a lot of factors in there, but one of the biggest things are people like, oh, I could find $27,000. Yeah, I could scratch together if I if I really knew if I could turn that $27,000 into $2 million. But 50 years ago, $27,000 was what we would consider six multiple six figures now. Because the borrowing power, the value of that $27,000 all those years ago is completely different to $27,000 today. So when we look at inflation, we're really looking at the declining value of our currency. And that's obviously where a lot of these cryptocurrencies have come in as a way to hedge against inflation. Um, And again, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but a different currency doesn't change the value. And I think this is where people are, you know, getting a little bit caught up. And again, I I don't mean to be openly, you know, nonstop critical of cryptocurrency. I just think there's a lot, a lot of misunderstanding in the in the market at the moment. There's a lot of hype in the market, but there's a lot of misunderstanding. And the value of the currency doesn't ensure that you're protected or hedged against inflation. It's how you earn the currency. And like anything, that's really the key. It's not what you're earning, it's how you're earning. So whether you get paid in fiat currencies, dollars, or if you get paid in cryptocurrencies and coins, it's how you're earning those currencies, those coins, that really sets up whether you're protected from inflation or not. So how is inflation calculated? Basically, very quickly, there's a, you know, governments will have a 
a basket of goodies, you know, and it's like food, uh, Big Macs is one of them because Big Macs are kind of consistent all around the country, all around the world. But we're talking, you know, fuel, rent, the food, goods and services, movie tickets, stuff like that, you know, the cost of purchasing a car, all those sorts of things, you know, common, about 50 common things that people will purchase in their day-to-day life. And they look at the price of those this year compared to last year. And I was looking at some data recently because inflation is something I track. And, you know, of the 50 things in the US, like 47 of them are up. A couple of them have gone down a little bit. And and then they do change them as well. Like, you know, video rentals used to be in there. We don't rent videos from Blockbuster anymore. But everything else has gone up and, and some of them have gone up significantly. So this inflationary figure is both good and bad because if a com- if a country's economy is growing that is a good sign now inflation is a natural part of an economy getting stronger however if that economy is getting stronger based on loose money supply and a lot of free money and a lot of what we've seen from covid this is the ripple effect of everything that happened 18 months ago you know governments were throwing money at people which meant then people were willing to spend more because the value of the currency was less. It was given to them and it was then devalued. When governments just print money, they devalue what is in supply already. It's supply and demand, right? So the more supply that's out there, the lower the value, the proportion of it. Again, so Bitcoin's kind of claim, as much as using a cryptocurrency, is that its supply is limited. There's only so many Bitcoins going to be created. The problem, of course, here is that that isn't stopping all these other people creating their own coins. And again, that's the sort of challenge where people are getting a little bit confused that Bitcoin itself has said, or the the person who created Bitcoin has said there are only going to be this many Bitcoins out there so that the supply is limited. So inflation won't hit this because we can't change the supply. But now we've seen a million other coins pop up. And then all these other companies are kind of creating their own coins to circumvent this lack of supply of Bitcoin. So what we need to understand is inflation in small increments is good. It's a sign of a good economy. Your country is going well. So inflation isn't always bad. It's when it gets out of control. And that's what we're seeing at the moment. We know that the cost of everything going up, oil's going up, fuel's going up, rent's going up, houses going up, food's going up. And then, you know, because of that, our borrowing power, that $100 that we have in our pocket is less valuable. And so how do we inflation-proof ourselves? How do we hedge ourselves from this? The problem is if the majority of our income comes from a working income, your pay rise is reactionary. So what will happen is at the end of the year, or, you know, every so often or whatever, when you have your review and they say, okay, well, inflation was 3%, so we will, CPI was 3%, so we will give you a 3% pay rise. But the problem is that it's reactionary. And that's even if they match it, if your company is willing to match CPI, but it could be one, two, three years before your pay rise really kicks in. And you've been paying a higher cost of consumer goods for one, two, three years before your workplace catches up. And there's this huge lag. And so to inflation proof our life, we want to be on the other side of the equation. 
So rents are going up at the moment and rents are going up, you know, in, in crazy amounts. It, it is, it's concerningly ridiculous, you know, be concerned when everyone else is greedy. We are in a position where we do have a lot of property investment. And so with rents going up, I'm the one getting paid in rent. We're not paying rent. Now, not that you have to buy a home to inflation proof yourself. It's just you can still rent. But the goal is to be having more money coming in from rental incomes, more money coming in from assets than you're paying out. Because if you've got money coming in from assets rather than a job, your income is going up exactly at the same time that inflation is going up. So there's person A who has a job and earns $1,000 a week and their rent goes up. They don't get their pay rise until a year or two down the track. Person B who earns $1,000 a week from rent and rents go up, they get the pay rise immediately. So our goal is to be as often as we can, as much as we can, the greatest percentage of our overall income is to come from the other side of the equation. We want to be on the other side of the coin. And again, they talk about, you know, multiple streams of income. There's absolutely nothing wrong with working incomes as long as we understand their pros and cons, as long as we understand their limitations. Now, this is a particularly important when we talk about having money in the bank. And this is where really, if you have money in the bank, you are losing money because banks are not going to pay you an interest level associated with inflation. And again, banks are very, very slow often to kind of catch up with these things. So Australia, it's the first Tuesday of the month in Australia today, which prompted me to sort of think about this today. First Tuesday of the month, our the RBA, you know, the, the Reserve Bank of Australia meets and they decide what the interest rates will be. Now, the interest rates are always based on how do we tighten or loosen the money supply so that we keep inflation at around that two to three percent. Now, Australia's inflation is going high. It's getting higher and higher and higher. So they're going to have to lift rates. They're going to have to tighten the money supply so that they can make sure that inflation doesn't get out of control and there's just like the supply of money is just completely out of control. They have to make sure that happens. Now, they're not going to turn around and then say, okay, well, we've put interest rates up on our savings account. They're going to put interest rates up on the home loans. But it's going to be a little while till they're like, oh, actually, we'll give you a tiny little bit of extra money in your interest account. So you see people a lot and and there's, you know, there's financial advisors out there. And we'll talk about, you know, advisors to follow in another episode. But people like, you know, if you put $100 a week into a bank account, blah, 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 and it's going to be worth this amount. But they always forget to take inflation and tax out of that. And suddenly these equations, you know, $100 into a bank account every week and by in 20 years, you'll have this much money. But that $100,000 is actually worth about $60,000 because inflation has just eaten away at so much of it because it's just not getting any stronger in there. It's not growing alongside. It's on the wrong side of the equation. So if interest rates go up, that means house prices go up. That means rent go up. And I want to be on that side of the equation. I want to be the person who's selling rent or has property to sell rather than the person trying to buy in and going up with the cost of the market reactionary. If cost of products are going up, you want to be on the side of the coin who is selling the products. And especially if this industry, if we work on commission sales, because that's truly what we are. We are commissioned salespeople and the cost of your products are going up. That also means your commissions are going up. 
Now, of course, that does make it slightly more challenging to sell a more expensive product, but I would rather sell a more expensive product if it meant I got a higher commission. Now, inflation, as we said, it's a sign that the economy is getting stronger, which means companies are doing well. In particular, financial companies, productive companies, companies that are producing goods that people purchase. Now, if inflation is going up, that means those companies are doing very, very well. So I would rather be earning an income from the dividends of these companies than earning an income from a wage as much as possible. I want as much as high a percent as possible, as much as possible, my income, the multiple streams of income to be coming from assets because assets mean I get paid before inflation becomes an issue. In working income, I get paid after inflation becomes an issue. And that's the key to inflation-proofing our life. We can't get rid of inflation because it is a necessary part of you know the global money supply at the moment. And again, we can, you know, is it the best option out there? Who knows? But it's the option that we have. It's the option that we're working with right at the moment. Inflation is a necessary part of that. It means things are growing. It means the economies are growing. It means people are producing more stuff, more valuable. That's fantastic. And we have a control on the supply to make sure it doesn't get out of hand. But the reality is whether you're using coins, whether you're using currencies, whether you're using fiat, whether you're using gold coins, whether you're using buttons and and beads and herbs and spices like they used to, it's how do you produce those currencies? What is the value? The value is like, you know, is a general consensus to the market. It's how do you receive that value? If it's through assets, if it's through share dividends, if it's through rent, if it's through selling a product, if it's through owning businesses, you are on the correct side of the inflationary curve where you are getting your pay rise before it hits the marketplace. If you're working 100% for your income, you are getting your pay rise after it has hit the marketplace. And you might be getting it one to two, three years after inflation has hit the marketplace. And that is a very tough place to be in. So everything we want to do, we want to take our money out of areas that inflation will just crush. So yes, have a little reserve savings account, have that emergency fund there, but we can't be having, you know, thousands and thousands, thousands of dollars just sitting around doing nothing. It needs to get a job. You need to go and give your money a job. You need to learn how to invest, read the books, you know, listen to the podcasts, just start with paper trading, start with micro investing, just start putting small bits of money away. We need to have it in assets because if it's in assets, it gets paid with inflation, not reacts to inflation. And that's how we inflation-proof our life. Now, just last thing before I go, I want to thank our subscriber of the week. I didn't have a subscriber of the week last week because I had the two interviews, but I want to give a shout out to Carla Eschleman. I hope I pronounced that correctly, Carla. She did a beautiful post on her stories, laying by the beach, listening to the podcast, combining a bit of her time and relaxed time with some learning time. So Carla, thank you very much for that. If you can send me your postal address, I will send you a gift. Everyone else, if you're getting value out of the podcast, if you want to, um, you know, just give me a little helping hand. If you want to be subscriber of the week, take a little screenshot, put this up on your stories, tag me at Andrew James Logan. Let me know your great light bulb moment. Let me know what you're learning from this and even let me know other things that you would like me to cover so I can help deliver great content that helps you on your pathway to financial freedom. And as always, if we can help you find that way out, if we can get you out of where you are and onto the pathway to financial freedom, 
then we have done our job. And so greatly appreciate having you here. Guys, I will see you for another episode later on in the week. I hope you have an amazing week and I'll catch you all then. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.